Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, grappling fans. Welcome back to another episode of Who's Number One. It's your host, Chase, here from Flow Grappling with my co-host, cohort here, Michael Sears, and special guest, Heath Pedigo, calling in from San Francisco. Of course, you might recognize him from the uh, documentary just put out, Daisy Fresh EP2, drops today in less than 45 minutes. Good morning, gentlemen. How's everyone doing? Heath, thanks for calling in, man. What's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here, be on the show. I love it. Really Michael happy, just uh, told me that uh, you're in you're in the Bay Area. What what are you doing out there? Oh man, just handling some business out here. I just had to come out, uh, you know, to handle some business. Just a, a quick trip, and uh, I'll be back uh, tomorrow. So, all right, Heath. So uh, the big big news last week was the Daisy Fresh premiere. I mean, people were going crazy about that. It got really good reviews online and everything. What was the reaction like uh, towards you guys? Did you guys get a ton of, ton of messages about that? How'd it go? Yeah, man, it's been really, really great, actually. Uh, you know, the, the, my favorite part's probably a, a lot of people have been sending in, like, uh, from different gyms, and uh, they've been sending, like, the guys, uh, you know, stuff to, to, to wash their clothes and, uh, you know, just, just sending them some food and all that. It's been really great, man. It's like uh, we got a lot of messages just about people reaching out and saying, you know, it um, kind of reminds them of, like, their coaches, you know, kind of like the, the elders of jiu-jitsu, basically. You know, like, all their stories are always about being back in Brazil and, how things are like, you know, they're, they're gritty. And, you know, I think that that kind of reminds them of that. So uh, I don't know, man, I, I, it's been pretty incredible. Uh, I'm really excited for the guys, you know, for them to get some credit. They work really, really hard with what they got. So, you know, it's like, uh, I, I think it's been really great, man. We saw Dante sent in, uh, what, some laundry detergent, Dante Leon. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. What else you guys been getting? Yeah, you guys got some other stuff out there or what? Other people sent some packages? Yeah. Yeah, they just send them some like food, you know, and like some some gift card, some Panda Express gift cards, of course, you know. And then like, uh, I think they got about uh, I don't know, like seven or eight bottles of detergent so far. You know what I mean? So it's kind of funny. Come to the laundromat too, so it's always addressed uh, the laundromat boys or something like that, you know. So, so it's pretty neat. These guys are gonna go soft. They got food. They got laundry detergent now. It's all over now. I know. They went to Hollywood, yeah, man. They've we gone we Hollywood. blew them up, and now <laughs> the vibe has been changed. Yeah, right. Before before we go in uh, to deep to this, a couple uh, things to check in mm-hmm. on. We got the uh, Who's Number One event. Uh, the second one's officially going to happen March 28th in Austin. Stay tuned for uh, the main event matches. All the other matches will be coming in the next few days. Uh, Daisy Fresh, the second episode premieres immediately after this is over at 12 Eastern. Rankings updates. We did a whole bunch of team updates this week. No gi, uh, gi, male, female, all the all the different belts. There's like ten different rankings updates on there. 
But yeah, let's get into the Daisy Fresh thing. So, so Heath, how did you react to it? How did you li- like the first episode when you saw it? I thought it was really incredible, man. When, you know, when uh, when 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 you guys were were here filming, you know, I I thought that it was going to be really like special, you know, to 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 just like uh to catch that like in, in its raw footage. You know what I mean? It was like uh, I was really excited about that. But when I actually saw the video, it was even better, man. Just uh. I don't know, man. It's amazing to me, like I said, to just see the guys out there getting that credit. You know, they they, they bust their ass, and there's so many different. Uh, you know, so much so much goes into being successful, and I think people just see you know the success. They don't understand the hard work and like the the sweat and the blood and the tears and you know the tough times that go into success. So when uh, you know th- this captures all that, you know, it's so raw, and you know, so so many people involved in jujitsu, you know, they train. And uh, like, like I said, you know, you just see the podium picture, you know, on social media or whatever, but you don't see what goes into, you know, if, uh, you know, they have problems at home or, you know, struggling at work or they're low on money. But, you know, that's why jujitsu is amazing. It pushes people to like make shit happen. And uh, that, that, that's 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 what this this documentary catches, man. It just catches these guys making shit happen with. Uh, and look, if these guys could be in an amazing place, they would. If I could have brand new mats and a brand new building, I would. We just don't have that much. Maybe one day we will. You know, so sometimes a lot of people kind of talk shit, you know, and then they say like, oh, man, you know, those conditions are like, you know, the, the mats shouldn't be like that. Or, you know, who, you're training in a, you know, a, a shitty place or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. But, you know, the, the guys are just happy, man. It, it, watch the video. At the end, they literally say. If they weren't doing it, they they, they might have killed themselves, or that you know they, they they weren't in good places. They're the happiest they've ever been. They have each other. I mean, the building don't mean shit. The team and and the people that are around you wanting you to be successful. That's what matters. And this film captures that, man. Everyone claims they got that brotherhood in jujitsu, but this really captures what it's really like. So I'm really proud of that for the whole world to see that. Man, it's a, a really inspiring film. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go out to Daisy Fresh, but I want to pull back a little bit. Michael, you went out there a couple years ago. What's your guys' connection? How did you meet Heath and uh, you know, get the ball rolling here? Uh, well, I know these guys uh, for a long time. I used to compete against Andrew. I used to get beat up by Andrew. I know I'm from Chicago. They used to always do the Chicago tournaments and everything. Uh, so, just Chase, what did you think about it watching the first episode? Man, I was definitely, I was definitely feeling a little overwhelmed. You know, you, you just see the intensity in the room. These guys were climbing out of bed, going straight to the mats, having a little bit of leftover macaroni or something for breakfast. It looked grimy, but it also was really inspiring. Like it's one of those things where you just want to train immediately. And uh, guys, we might have lost you for a second there on Facebook, but we're back. It looks like. Sorry about that if you dropped off there for a minute. Um, anyways, it was just really, really cool. Uh, did we lose Heath? I'm not seeing Heath anymore. But no, I'm here. You guys. Okay, he's still here. Okay, a little bit. Trying, we got some air messages out yeah. there, but we're back. We're still live. I'm trying to get Bear so, on so, here. So, uh, to back that up just a little bit, what you said about Michael. Listen, don't don't, don't let Michael like play that down. You know, he's a super humble guy. He was on a completely different team than us. You know, he was from Carlson Gracie's, and he actually went out of his way to ask Carlson at one time because he knew that we were down there grinding. He had no attachments to us whatsoever, and he allowed us to come up and sleep in the academy because to, to bring as many guys as we did, we, we couldn't really afford a, a hotel. So Michael talked with uh, Carlson, and he, he made all that happen. So, man, M- Michael's a really selfless guy. You know, he's uh, you know he, he's humble, so he's bullshitting, you know, telling, telling <laughs> you that like, nothing. But, man, he's an amazing dude, you know, and that's why he's in this position, changing the sport for, for us, uh, you know, with, with this show and 
these rankings, which are imperative for, for it to grow. So let him play that down, man. Michael Sears is the, you know, he, he's the man and he, he's a lot and I appreciate him. You're making him sweat up here. I can see, I can see him squirming. Not but... just the academy. They slept at my mom's house one time too. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, she cooked him the pasta. She cooked him the Jersey pasta. And uh, yeah, man, they, they, they love the guy, man. He's really been great. And like I said, you know, that's the amazing thing that people don't realize about jujitsu and where it's turning. M- Michael was on a completely different team. Actually, some of our guys competed against some of his teammates, but you know, it's, it's all good. You know, it's, it's just business out there and everybody's friends. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, that, that, that was really cool. You know, it just says a lot about the, the person in general. Yeah. I mean, and it shows you wouldn't get access to you guys like that if you didn't have a, a real friendship, a real bond. And so that's, what's so interesting about our sports that we can, we can do that. And, um, it really came through in the film. That's what I felt. You know, Michael asked me what I felt watching the film. You just feel the the honesty. You know, it's a very very raw piece of filmmaking, as you said. And these guys just kind of lay it out there for you. They have, they have no problem sharing. You know what they're feeling, the, the hardships they've been through. And I think we might have Bear from Shoei oh, potentially <laughs> on the line. I don't know. We'll we'll see if we hear his voice pipe in here in a second. But. Uh, it was a thrilling piece of filmmaking, and I'm super excited, by the way, for episode two. Uh, for those of you that may have missed the live broadcast, we're doing the same thing last uh, or today, which means that from 11 a.m. Uh, CST, 12 noon Eastern, we'll be running a continuous loop of the second episode, and you guys can also tune in uh, on demand if you want to. There he is, Bear. Later. You hear me? I see him. All right. Heath, Heath, what was your favorite part about the show, uh, the the first episode? Um, I mean, it's, it's so funny, you know what I mean? It's, like, it, it's almost like a comedy and a drama all in one, you know? It's like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. My least favorite part is when it shows me, but, but my favorite part is just, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe the guys just breaking balls, you know what I mean? Like, just them kind of like in their, their natural life and not, not the training you know like so many films are just about training it's all the same shit like oh you just saved my life and uh you know everybody from that horrible street that was uh, the, the, the worst street you know uh but uh you know you, you could kind of see the guys you know what i mean you, you, you could see them like together hanging out and just you know like like, like being friends you know like i said it, it, it's it's a real uh it's a real friendship these guys have made, a real brotherhood. So that, 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 that's probably my favorite part is ca- catching that, like, in its natural state, you know what I mean? Uh, just seeing the guys do that. You know, all their beds laid out, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's like when you get older, you lose those friendships, you know what I mean, with that guy when you're young. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, bear, 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 we're going on the background over there, Barry. You're in a packing mill right now <laughs> in the factory? Yeah, man. Sorry, man. Um, we're uh, You're in the packing district of um, Southern California. I apologize. <laughs> I'm getting ready to send some bars some bars of soap to, to good old Mount Vernon and hide uh, laundry detergent over to Mount up. Vernon for our friends, you know, so living 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 that life. So that's, that's what we're doing over here again. That's our new sponsorship. We don't make geese. We make... Laundry detergent. There you go. Uh, jiu-jitsu laundry detergent. We already got a whole bunch of jiu-jitsu soap companies. We need some jiu-jitsu laundry detergent. Extra uh, strength, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Anyways, Bear, how you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Good, man. Good. I'm. I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm, I'm stoked to be on. Watch a. Watch, watch the man. The man. The man with the San Francisco. The San Francisco Giants hat. All right, Heath. Uh, let's have his gospel and and, sh- and share. You know, so Heath, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. He's on finally. 
Let's have a little fun, Heath. I want to hear some stories. I want to hear some stuff that wasn't in there. Tell me, tell us something funny about these guys. I know there's a bunch of crazy stuff. Let's kick it off. Tell me the little Hercules story. What is the little Hercules? I think the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right. So, so Andrew's, uh, you know, Andrew Wiltsey, he He's from a really like wild background. Like I said, these guys are from up in Michigan. They're actually born in California originally, and th- their parents owned this like crystal business. It's like these, uh, you know, these crystals, and I don't know if they like worship them or kiss them or they i don't know what they do but they look so they believe that they heal them so uh anyway they're really wild they're really like old-fashioned these and uh, andrew was actually born at home so uh he, he his his birth certificate's like it's not a normal birth certificate he like didn't get like you know vaccinated or anything like that his dad delivered him and they like, kept him at, kept him at home until he went to school so uh one time on the internet, actually, when, when, when Show Your All sponsored Andrew, his dad made a big post about it and said that the day he was born, they were going to name him Little Hercules because he was uh, he was laying on his stomach and he, he did a push-up, uh, you know, like, like straight out of the womb. You know, he like came out kicking ass, basically. So it's like, uh, so they, they called him Little Hercules for like, uh, I don't know, you know, growing up and... It's really wild, though, man. They're really wild boys. Like, you know, they had mentioned in the, the show, if you didn't catch episode one, first off, you know, by the account, look, flow grappling is amazing, man. It's changing the sport. It's incredibly imperative. Uh, you know, the news and the rankings and all the stuff that they're doing. It's not just about black belts anymore, man. It's like it's about everything else. So, you know, get on these films. They touch on so much incredible shit. You got to support that stuff, man. We got to support each other and support the you know, the, 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 the things that, that make the sport grow and flow flows definitely doing that. You know, I, I feel like they're the only one right now that's really like kicking ass and doing that. But, uh, and, and, you know, in episode one, if you catch it, yeah, yeah. He mentioned, you know, some, something about that. Like, you know, he thought that he was a wizard or something, him and his brothers, his parents told him that until he was like, I don't know, like in junior high, basically. So they're wild, man. It's, 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 it, it's good shit. Bear, what's your connection to these guys? You know, they're from the Midwest. You're based out here now in California. How did how did they pop up on your radar? What's that story like? Man, I saw them and I just wanted to. I, I said these guys are crazy as shit, and I was like, I just want to be a part of the show. You know, that's that's. I, I just wanted to be along for the ride. That's all it was. You know, it was just kind of like self. It was being a little selfish, and you know, I saw Keith uh, doing amazing things, and he's been so uh, so he's been so gracious to let us follow the ride. No, but these guys are amazing guys. I think like. What, what the film's getting is like one-tenth of what, what's actually happen, happening over there. And I think uh, Heath, Heath has stories for, for days. Like I've probably only heard like one of, like one of the 10,000 stories that are there. And every time I hear a new one, I think he's lying just because they're so outrageous. And then he doesn't really lie. So like, um, so you, you tr- you're trying to, after, you, after you've known him for a while, you're like, okay, he's not lying. And then he sends you another video, you're like, Okay, he's really not lying. And then he sends you another <laughs> video. You're like, these guys are batshit crazy. Like, but 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 the cool thing is, like, I think the cool thing is they're they're real dudes. Like, they're real people. You know, from all different walks of life. And um, and like we we know we met them early when Andrew was going through his ranks through like white and blue belt. Orlando connected me with uh, Heath, and and then after that we just kind of like um, formed a friendship and just kind of been watching his work and admiring his work over the last a few years and um yeah it's, it's it's wild like what they're doing is wild and it's it's the results they're getting is they're amazing but i think more importantly like the what what he's doing to help rebuild these 
people as like better humans and actually offering them like uh, uh, an exile and also just like a place where they can rebuild themselves to become better people and humans. Like that's the real story. I think the jujitsu part's just a bonus. Like literally when you talk to these guys, these guys will give the shirt off their back or anything for Heath and, um, and, and they'll do that for, for anyone that, that supports what they do. And I think it's, it's kind of like lost in, lost in our world today and also in society. So to see something like this, it's true, it's authentic, and um, it's much needed for, you know, for the world, not even just for the jiu-jitsu world, just like for, for humanity, you know, so it's rad. Shout out to uh, Tammy Musumeci is in the comments right now. Tammy Musumeci is a big fan of the Daisy Fresh guys, apparently, says you guys are badasses. Uh, shout out from a Black Belt World champ there. Uh, Heath, so what's some of the crazy shit that goes on around there that we don't see? Because I know, I mean... They, they they were pretty wild when I was there with the camera. Even though even though they're accustomed to me, I'm sure there's some stuff when I'm not around. Like, what are some stories you got about these guys over there? What kind of stuff j- jumps to your mind? Well, I mean, so you know, it, it, it's funny because it's really loose. Like, like the academy's really loose, but at the same time, it's really uh, locked down. You know, like the guys don't miss class. They're not late. They they don't miss their drilling times. But other than that, I think you know it's important. You got to let them just. Uh, you know, you know, go out and be wild. There's a little train right there, you know, that comes by. Some of the guys have seen them jump, jump on the train. They take the train to the next town. I'm just talking about like jumping in a boxcar. <laughs> they just jump on, take it to the next town. They're, what? They, yeah, who yeah, does, no Train doubt. hopping. Who does? Who does this? <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. You know, I can't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you, you guys thought not, you guys you guys thought that just happened in India. That happens in Mount Vernon too. You can't just jump on yeah, a train yeah. and go to your next state. That happens. That happens in the U.S. too. <laughs> told you no. i told you i told you I mean, he's not true, lying man. so they uh you know it's like in the summertime after practice there's like like a little ravine down there and the guys you know as soon as they get done they all like they're like kids man it's awesome to see you know i think we lose that like as adults you know um you know it's like i think it said in the sandlot you know at some point you went outside to play with your friends and you didn't realize it was the last time you'd ever play together you know what i mean it's uh it, it kind of like brings that back man it's like they uh everyone always wants to help kids you know what i mean it's like sometimes people don't realize that you know or, you know young adults man like after you get out of high school everybody has these plans for you you know and you know if you don't go into the military you know you, you don't go to college it's like you know you you, you get a job and you work but you're kind of lost you know no one ever really knows what they want to do and i think sometimes you know they're the ones that need the most help you know like i said uh, you know in, in episode one you know i mentioned earlier when, when you guys ask them, what's, you know, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Literally, all of the guys said that, that you know, they, they, they may have killed themselves. Fuck world championships, man. Saving their lives, you know what I mean? And helping them help people in the same situation. That's the plan. If you do the right shit, then the, the winning is, is, you know, that, that just comes from that. You know, that, that's just a, you know, that just comes from doing what you're supposed to do you know, and working hard. So it's, it's like, uh, th- that's the main thing for me is like, you know, being able to help these guys, uh, you know, get, get to a certain place in a right place, you know, like mentally and, uh, you know, not just physically, just, you know, so they can, they, they can have a, a, you know, a good life and a normal life. And, and it's an open invitation to anyone. I don't care what belt anybody is. I don't give a shit. White belt. I prefer white belts, blue belts, anyone who wants to come from anywhere. You can come to the gym, train. I don't care what team you're from. None of that shit matters, man. Just come in, and we'll get it in. You know, anyone's welcome all the time. But you yeah. know, that's uh, 
that's the most important thing to me. You mentioned them swimming after the train. I should do something with that because in August when I was there, I followed it on the train tracks where they jump in that little pond down there. That'd be a, yeah. a, a cool little ten minute video. They finish the nogi <laughs> yeah, train, yeah. they just walk down the train tracks and jump in this little swamp thing. It's pretty cool. But yeah, they, uh, run, they run down and they like slide down this little uh, I don't know. It's almost like a little waterfall thing, you know. And it's like it's funny to watch these kind of like grown men doing that. But like I said, it's refreshing at the same time, you know. I have uh, I have two boys, you know, so it's like. My, my son spend a lot of time with these guys, you know, and it's like watch, watching them with them, you know, it's really, it's really incredible for me. So, uh, you know, to see that, uh, but you know, they, they, they still enjoy life. You know, sometimes we get lost and, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, go, you have to go to work and you have to have a good job and, and you know, you, to, keep, to have a nice car, you have to keep that job. And, you know, with your wife, you got to keep your wife and your kids happy and you got to do all that stuff. Those guys are lucky, man. They don't, they don't have all that, you know, social pressure. They just, do what they love. And, uh, you know, it's funny cause you know, some people are cutting them down, but what they don't realize is these guys are living the life man. they're making memories that will last forever. And if they fail, if they don't win world championships, then they can go on they can do what they'll know that they, you know, they know that they tried to like be successful and, uh, you know, they know they went after it and there's nothing worse than laying in bed and wondering what if, and these guys, they're going to know. You know, they're going to know. They're going to know they went after it. If they don't get it, fuck it. They went after it. That's all that matters. What about uh, Andrew's passport situation? Is this guy, are we going to ever get him a passport and get him out of the country? Is there any progress on that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's something, you know, he's probably a little, you know, he's probably a little lazy too on that. We need to like kick him in the ass maybe a little more. But I, I, I got a guy who called me up. He was an immigration attorney and he's actually trying to help with it. But uh, he really didn't have any success, man. So it's like, uh, you know, we, we, we tried to get it. He actually won the, uh, the the pro trials qualifier at Blue Belt and I think at Purple Belt, too, and neither time he didn't get to go. And I think the guy he beat maybe both times actually won the money. But, uh, you know, he, he like I said, his situation, you know, it's like he's a U.S. citizen. Obviously, he was born in California, and then uh, I bet everybody didn't know that he was born in California. But uh, – so don't let Andrew talk too much shit about California. You know, he's a California boy naturally. So don't let him, uh, you know, make sure you guys remind him that when you see him. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we're just trying to get his stuff together because, you know, we want to get him over there, man. And, you know, he he's ready to jump in. Andrew's always ready to go, bro. He's like, he doesn't understand that maybe you're supposed to be nervous or scared of people. You know, he just, I don't want to say he doesn't have any respect for anybody, but, he just doesn't, you know, he, he doesn't respect the, the game. He just goes in, fucking gets it in, win or lose, goes after the guy, you know. He usually wins, sometimes lose, but no matter what, he's coming, you know. He's like Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? He's like, he's just bringing it, bringing it, no matter what, win or lose. Heath, um, give us a little bit of an overview of the project. You know, how long uh, have you been working on Daisy Fresh? And then when did you realize you had something special? When when, when did, you, did it click for you and think, like, man, this could be – like really impactful on people's lives. So, um, you know, I, I, I started with the training. I actually, I actually got sponsored by tap out clothing when I was 15, a long, long time ago. Sorry, bear. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, they, 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 I went Shout out. To out. California. <laughs> so, uh, you can pick that up at Walmart now though. So, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, so you know, way, way back, uh, Chase, it was like, uh, you know, I've always known, like in my mind, this was always my vision. Uh, I, I wrote, there was an old magazine called Full Contact Fighter. And, uh, you know, we didn't have any training. It was just me and my brother and we trained in the grass and we had like an abandoned house that, that, that 
uh, once my brother was able to rent a house, we, we trained in an empty bedroom and man, we were in heaven. We thought like it was the greatest thing. You know, you'd have thought it was like the nicest crazy Baja gym or whatever to us. We loved it. There was carpet and it's like, uh, you know, some of the carpet stuck up on the sides to cover up the wood. It was amazing. We were so happy, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we started taking all the local kids then, man, anyone from our neighborhood, anyone that wanted to do it. And we just kind of started trying to build it. And it was like, you know, so many people are lost. Like I said, you know, you just don't know what to do. And it just, it, it gave everybody really something to look forward to. You know, uh, you know, my, my brother, Randy, he's, he, he's a big, you know, he, he really pushed for this, you know, he, he doesn't do it anymore, but you know, he, he kind of set the standard for me, you know, and, and uh, you know, he, he, he let me know, you know, that how important it was to like help people and take everybody in. And, and my dad was the same way with all the neighborhood kids, you know, he took in a bunch of kids always. And he was always, you know, for us, no lunch money, me and my brothers, but for all the neighborhood kids, he's always buying them stuff. He's a great guy. You know what I mean? So just taking care of people and having them, uh, you know, you know, trying to help them out. Uh, So uh, I I went out to California and I like traveled and I like lived in as many gyms as I could basically. And uh, I went out and stayed with uh, uh, Dan from tap out and a a guy uh, uh, named uh, Scott profit out out in, in California. And, uh, I would just go back and forth and I, I, I wrote all these guys in full contact fighter, every person. And the only person who messaged me back was a guy named Eugene Jackson. Uh, he fought in the UFC back in the day and I went out and stayed with him and he had this program and they're they like all these kids from this really bad gang banging area. And he just took all of them into the gym and I, and I asked him, you know, how are you, how, how are you able to take all these kids in, you know, cause they can't pay. And he told me, look, you got it. You got to get the ones that can sign up and help to help all the other ones. You know, if you're doing it to make money, you know, you can have beautiful, beautiful gym if you want to make money. But if you really, really want to help people, it's going to take a long time before it's successful financially and you're able to help people. So that was like the the, the big thing. I was 16 then. And that's when I really, really wanted to just be able to open something where everyone could come, you know, and live and, you know, and, and be a part of something like bigger than, than themselves. And uh, so, so that was, that was the biggest thing. Uh, I went out and I trained, at, uh, uh, I, I got my, all my belts from Rodrigo Vaghi in St. Louis. He's about an hour and a half away. So I would hitchhike sometimes uh, I, uh, back and forth until I got a car and then I would drive over and uh, I got all my belts from him. And I, I opened up the, the gym for the second time when I was a blue belt and, uh, and it just went in from there, man. I just took all the local neighborhood guys and we, uh, you know, we just kind of trained and then I, I, uh, Adam Adcock was a, one, one of my students. He, he was, I was a blue belt and he was a white and he was our first world champion. He won the white belt world championships. He actually went with Pete O'Neill in the finals at white belt. And for me, that was like when Buchecha won the open, we were so excited, man. Thinking back on that, it was like the greatest thing in the world. And the guy was just a white belt. And uh, that, that's always been important to me, man. You know, building that foundation, people don't give a shit about white belts. You know what I mean? And even blue belts, it's a, uh, you know, it's uh, they, they they say, oh man, the guys are white belts and the blue belts, but they don't realize, man, that's where the foundation is laid. You know, when, when you when you get it in their head, this is the way it's got to be done at every belt. They start killing it, you know, uh, from from white all the way on up. So that, that's always the plan. So uh, yeah, that that was that was kind of kind kind of the vision since day one, man. I've always wanted to do this, and uh, I, I don't know what else I would do, man. You know, this is my whole life, and uh, you know, besides my kids and this is just a, uh, you know, this is my true passion. I, I truly love this, and uh. I really love just, you know, like uh, helping people and, uh, you know, helping them get to, to that place and helping them win, you know, helping them be happy. Hey, Heath, so uh, something I think is interesting, uh, a story you've told me that I don't think that we, 
you told it in your interview. I don't think it made it to the final cut of any of the things. Tell the story about how you met Andrew, how you came across Andrew in Michigan. So uh, I was doing a, a, I was helping a, a mixed martial arts show uh, back in the day when shows would kind of like do bad, you know, it's like if Chase is running a show in Austin and he's uh, you know, th- there's only three weeks left and he calls and he says, Hey, I've only sold 200 tickets. You got to bring in a wolf, you know, I'm going to come in and help him sell tickets. So, uh, I, I went up to Michigan and uh, it's an Indian reservation. It's there. It's a, it's like, a, um, it's really funny up there, man. Cause you go up to the very top of Michigan and then there's like a, another line. It's almost like a second state. It's the upper peninsula. And once you get up there, there's like bear and it's like, you know, like 12 foot of snow. And it's like, you know, uh, there's these little islands off to the side. And it's like Canada didn't really want them. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, America didn't really want him. So it's like, that's where Andrew lived. He lived down this little Island. And I went to this, uh, boxing gym and I was just doing, doing seminars, you know, for like the kids on the Indian reservation and, uh, anyone who wanted to come train while I'm there, I would just go and train with everybody and try to help them out and, uh, maybe get little satellite programs together, you know, and then I could send them moves and then they could do them or whatever. But, uh, they said, there's this kid, man, like, uh, he, he's, uh, he had trained with this guy up there, you know, and they're like really raw. They had done a little bit of judo. They didn't really know anything, but man, no one had like tapped him out or anything, you know? And they said, he's a monster, man. He can do like a hundred push-ups and 50 pull-ups. And when I got there, it, it was Andrew. And he was like this really, really, um, you know, he kind of like looked at the ground and he like didn't have any, any like self-confidence at all, but you know, he was like a monster, man. Like and when I met him and I talked to him and I taught him, you know, he listened and he could do everything immediately. You know, he's just a natural. He just picks everything up. And uh, he, they said he hadn't been tapped out for like two years or something. So we're going. And then and then, uh, you know, I, I had submitted him a bunch. Uh, you know, like I said, he was brand new. He didn't know anything. And uh, after we got done, he looked at the ground and came up and shook my hand. And he said, I did not realize that you were a master of the art. You know, he kind of <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and then we just kind of made a relationship and I told him, Hey man, look, uh, if, if you're interested in this, I, I took him home and his living conditions weren't very good. You know, it's like they had to take a ferry boat out to this Island. And, uh, I mean, dude, it's like, it's like an hour out there, you know, and they had to take it to school every day. So, uh, Satya or bird is his brother. And I, I asked the principal, look, if I take these boys, can, can, can Satya finish his school? You know, my mom's a teacher. Can, can we just homeschool him? And she said, look, anything to get him out of these conditions, I'll get him a laptop. We'll send him down there. So so Satya uh, Bird, he actually came and finished his high school in the gym. And then Andrew came down and uh, it was December. And uh, we, we, we had a, a show going on. And I remember it was like, you know, it's like 25 degrees, you know, or something like that. You know, like crazy cold yet, but, you know, like below freezing. And the Wiltsey brothers had their shirts off outside and they were like, it's like they were sunbathing outside and everybody was like, who the fuck are these crazy ass dudes out here? But, uh, you know, yeah, I just kind of picked them up and, uh, you know, they were wild at first, man. They just kind of, you know, they, they, they just read books and then trained and I showed them stuff and they would like, you know, uh, the first time Andrew ever came, uh, into class, uh, we, we had this little guy who had just won the worlds as a, a white belt and he was doing really good at blue. And in the two minute period, he tapped Andrew out like seven times. And Andrew said, man, what, what can I do? You know, I, I got to do something. And I told him, you got to start grip, you know, grip break and break the grips like this. And, uh, I was working nights then and I came back in and then, like I said, Andrew was, uh, he had his brother and he was covered in blood, man, like his hands and his gi. And Andrew was breaking the grip and breaking. And it was like two thirty in the morning, you know, it was like my lunch break or whatever. And he, uh, 
man, it, it, he's just a monster, dude. You know, he, he just doesn't stop. He gets in his head and he just does it and does it and does it. But uh, it was an amazing find, man. I think it saved their lives and I think they're going to help save other people's lives. So it was like, you know, it, it was a really, really lucky find though, you know, just being up there and doing that, you know, it was, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, I, I was able to do that and pick them up. Uh, Bear, something I'd be interested to ask you, actually both of you guys, this would be a question for both of you, because, I mean, it's no secret that these guys don't got a lot of money. Like, people watch it, and they're like, how the hell do these guys even eat, right? Like, I remember when I went there for the photo essay, Heath, you remember, they told me if I wanted to go to the bathroom, I had to go next door and use the toilet paper at Hardy's. I was like, what? They're like, yeah. But but then you see the training, and there's 30 people in there with show your geese. What's the pipeline that's going on to get? <laughs> are you, how, how are there so many show your rogues? Show your old geese making their way to Mount Vernon. Bear, Bear, are you hooking these guys up? What's going on with that? Man, do you, do you, ever, you, ever, you ever look at photos of uh, of Kenya and the best runners in the world wearing Nikes? <laughs> you know, this, there's a reason why the best runners in the world in the middle of Kenya when they can't even get running water are wearing Nikes, you know. Uh, Phil Knight finds a way to, to find uh, successful people doing amazing things, and he figures a way to get them some shoes for us. Yeah. Uh, nah, we, 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 we just try and, you know, toss some geese over to these guys when we, when we can, and we're not given like freebies or handouts or anything like that. Um, a lot of these guys jump online, they buy geese, they save up all their money and, you know, they, all the money they have and they try and buy geese just to support the company. And um, I mean, some, some stuff we, we do, donate over, but a majority of the stuff there's, you know, they're saving the last, $20 or $50 that they got just to support a company that um, that's kind of supporting them. And I think that goes back to like Heath and his principles on how he teaches people uh, on how to have some, some values and stuff like that. So um, yeah, man, I can go on and on, on for just stuff that the way that, that, that these guys are doing stuff. And the, the, the stories are like endless as far as like the values and principles that these, these guys live by. And I think it's just a, an extension of a, we're only getting a taste of it, but this is just an extension of stuff that he's been doing over uh, for a long period of time that, that he's also done himself. Like these guys are good competitors because he's been a good competitor for a long period of time. So these guys are just extensions of, of him. So he lives selfless and he help, tries to help people and these guys learn from him and, you know, and they're just better from it. So that's, that's how they're getting short girl geese in the gym. So, so uh, he so the next episode that's going to premiere in like nine minutes from now is going to be when we go to Nogi Worlds. We go to Anaheim with the guys to Nogi Worlds. Maybe uh, explain a little bit how you guys, uh, the process of how you travel with all these guys. I know you guys pack a whole bunch of people in a van. Like, how do you guys make yeah. it work to get all these guys out to California? So, uh, you know, we, we usually drive uh, uh, for the most part. We actually recently, uh, Frontier Airlines does like a really good deal from uh, St. Louis to Las Vegas. So, uh, Sometimes you can get $50 one way. So, you know, it's like a hundred bucks round trip, which is incredible. You know, you can't even drive for that. So we'll just fly out to Vegas if that's the case. And then we just rent a big van and then we just put as many people as we can. Uh, you know, for, for Pan Am's uh, a couple of years back, uh, we we rented a Suburban because all the vans were gone. We couldn't find one anywhere, like a, a big van. And we had, uh, it's at seven. And I think we had 14 guys for 30 hours all the way out to uh you know, to, to, to California. So, you know, and, and people watching, you know, they, they, they don't get it. You know, they're going to say like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's stupid, you know. But look, what else are we going to do? You know what I mean? The guys, they don't have the money to go. You know, I can't – I couldn't pay for all of them to, to fly there. So we, we, we just do what we got to do. You know what I mean? It's the only way we can do it. So they'll do anything, man. You know, uh, you know, back to like like Bear said on the show you rolls, they, they – 
the guys all will throw in five or 10 bucks when, the, when one of the guys need a new gi. And if, if they, there's one that's coming out, they'll all pitch in, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do some work and they'll all pitch in and, you know, they'll get a new one. And these guys are fucking proud of these things, man. I mean, like, I'm serious. It's not, it's not like, you know, if Bear uh, sends something, these guys, they, people ask him all the time, hey, you know what, this is like rare, sell this. They're like treasures to the guys, man. They like, they like hand wash them and, you know, they won't dry them. And they like, I mean, they, they love them, dude. I mean, the company really, really means something, you know, and I tell the guys, look, these guys support us. We got to support them. And this means something to these guys, man. You know, they get that and they, they understand that they're willing to do anything. If we got to put 20 people in a car to come out there and show what we got, we'll put 20 people in a car. It's just, uh, you know, it's tough though. I actually just, I drive the whole way. I don't make the guys drive so they can relax. So, I just buckle down and do the 30 hours out. And then, uh, you know, when we're in California, it just depends, man. We, um, you know, we, we usually crash different places uh, for, for a few years, Orlando Sanchez, you know. I, sl- I slept there with crap. you. Remember I slept in Orlando's gym with you one time. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I stayed in there yeah. with the team. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I stayed in a, I, I stayed there. You were freelancing with us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was freelance. I was on a freelance budget. I didn't want to pay for a hotel, so I slept with Daisy Fresh at Orlando's gym. But uh, yeah, a big flow paycheck, boy. Yeah. Uh, I I also stayed. I I packed like fifteen of us in a hotel room with you guys in Kansas City. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We we, we did that. We did the respect show up there, the Fuji World yeah. thing, and uh. I've, I've it's, slept. It's I, I, I slept three days on the match once when I made that photo essay too. And uh, remember, me and Arthur came out there. That was cold too. That was uh, that was the dead yeah, of winter. That was a rough one. But uh, I think something that really stands out for the guys, you know, if you would ask them, I can't speak for them, but uh, you know, like you, you've been there, Michael. You've seen it. You know, it's like I, I, I'm not. I'm not in a bed, man. I'm on the floor with these guys, and I'm in the car with them. You know, I, I don't. Uh, I don't show up late or take a different flight. I mean. You know, I, I'm 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 down on I'm down on the field with them, man. You know that that's important. I think yeah. to uh, you know, if you want someone to represent you and like, you know, it means something. You know, you you got to meet them more than halfway. You know, you got to set the example. So I think it's like, you know, a lot a lot of coaches now. You know, they they want this full loyalty and they want these guys to like represent them. You know, and it really means something. But you know, and unless you're giving them back even more, you know, it, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So. It's uh, I think the guys, you know, know that, you know, like, you know, you were there, man. I, I sleep on the mats with them, man. I'm old too. Back's all hurt and shit. And then, you know, you got coach all day and I got tons of excuses, but I'm right there, man, with the guys on the mat. And I think that's important, you know, to, to, to build that bond and relationship. You know, when you, when you see the person who's, who, who's pushing you, it's easy sometimes to think like, damn, you know, why don't you do it, man? You know, it's like, oh, you know, I got to do a, a, a thousand burpees. You know, why don't you do that? I got to do 10,000 arm bars. So I do all that with the guys, you know, I'm, I'm out there with them and, you know, I, I'm on, I'm on the field with them. And I think that goes a really long way. You'd have to ask them, but you know, I, I feel that, I feel that. Bear, I gave you a sneak peek of episode two. What did you think about it? It's going to come out in about four minutes. What do you think about this thing? It's crazy, man. I think it, I think it t- kind of t- it ties in like episode one was kind of just like a, a taste of it kind of like gives you a little overview of it. And um, I think, without giving too much away, I think, uh, episode two kind of like brings it all the way home. And I think, um, it's just, it's real life, man. I think it's like, it's, it's amazing the way, it, the way it kind of, you guys put it together and it kind of gives a, it gives a little glimpse on like what these guys are doing out in this tiny town in the middle of America, you know? So, I mean, I'm getting messages from people completely outside the industry, people that are, you know, um, heavy into creative, 
creative stuff, people that are in the fashion side, people that run different businesses outside of jujitsu and you know, even like Hollywood directors and stuff are sending me messages like buying t-shirts and stuff that we were selling to, um, to support the project. But um, yeah, yeah, like it, not even jujitsu aside, uh, the, the film itself, I think it captures what you guys are, what you guys set out to do. And I think it's just telling a really good authentic story of a bunch of uh, individuals out there rebuilding their lives and becoming stronger. Um, and it just so happens they're, they're learning some jujitsu um, along the way. So I loved it. I did. Yeah. It. Touching a little bit on what you said. I think, I think the move is going to be like, put, put both the episodes together, polish it up a little bit and make some sort of documentary because it, you don't got to like jujitsu to like this thing. Like, it's just an interesting documentary. Like A lot of personalities. Yeah, there. yeah, they're likable guys. It's an interesting story. It's different. It's something people aren't used to. And in the end, if you watch today, like, my wife cried at the end of this thing. Like, at the end of it, it's got, it's got a great ending. All right, Heath, we got two minutes to till the, till the premiere, so we're going to get off here. Heath, if you want to say a little message to everybody who's been watching, reaching out to you guys, go ahead and close it out for us. Yeah, no doubt, man. I, I really appreciate everybody, you know, like I said, j just, you know, um, everybody who got the account so they can watch it and flow and everybody who's like supported it so much, you know, they, they, they've put so much into it and, and, and bear and show your own everybody, man. I just appreciate everybody and everything they've done, you know, so, so please, you know, s support flow grappling, support the video. It's amazing. I truly believe not because we're on it. But I truly believe that it's the greatest piece that's ever been done by all flow sports, man. It's really amazing. And uh, I'm so happy for the guys, man. It's just, uh, I, I'm, I'm proud of all you guys from like PSF that, you know, made this happen. You know, they, they, they wouldn't have came and filmed if you guys didn't put it in, you know, and, and lay it on the line every single day. So without them, this couldn't have happened, man. So I'm just so proud of all those dudes. And, uh, and listen, the Daisy Fresh flow grappling if you haven't seen it you're missing it man just uh watch it it's badass shit and i think it's gonna just blow up man it's really incredible so thank everybody who supported it everybody who's been sending stuff and all the messages and and kind stuff man it really means a lot to, hey, to me and the guy what's the we address to you. send uh, laundry detergent to before we get out of here <laughs> where, where can people right. ship stuff to at 105 South 17th Street, Mount Vernon, Illinois. All right, there we go. Let's hook these guys up. Ramen noodles, microwavable food, all that stuff. Heath, thanks so much for taking it. I mean, I know we were supposed to do this yesterday. Heath and Bear, thank both of you for working with us. I'm going to go ahead and cut this off so we can all go and watch the premiere of Episode 2. Mike, we put the shirt and the hoodie back on the store today, ends today. So if the guys want to jump on and buy the shirt. Jump was on it? the website. Uh, Showyourroll.com or what, what's the website? Showyourroll.com. Showyourroll.com. Buy the Daisy Fresh shirt and the Daisy, the Daisy Fresh hoodie. Support go buy the, the hoodie and go be, buy the it'll shirt. Be, it'll Support be gone by guys. today. It'll be and, gone and, by today. So. And the proceeds are going to go to helping these guys or something, right? Something like uh, yep. A lot of soap. A lot of soap. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yeah, let's get these guys some soap. <laughs> the soap fund is in full effect. All right. Go watch right now. It's 11 o'clock. Uh, actually, 12, uh, 12 Eastern. It's starting right now. The premiere of episode two. Thanks. See you guys later. Yeah, boy. Thanks, guys.